Let's go. Heading into the offseason, we've got some gold glove winners announced this past week. The BBWAA awards winner, a finalist actually, announced this week. Could be some interesting rookie of the year picks. And you could see a Cy Young winner that you might have not have expected. I go over my updated predictions of the BBWAA predictions list and some things that have passed happened in this offseason week number 45. Welcome to 52 Weeks of MLB Baseball, the podcast show that covers all 52 weeks of the MLB year, starting from number one to number 52. I am your host, Ian Young, and boy, offseason, here we come, BBWAA Awards finalist announced. Sorry that I'm a little bit late on this podcast, I've been a little bit busy, and just a bunch of things happening this past week. We've got the Gold Glove winners announced, we've got the BBWA finalists they're announced for each of the awards. We've got some signings. We've got some trades. We've got the Platinum Glove winners. I mean, it goes on and on. And so we get to jump into this week, and we're going to get started with the Gold Glove winners. And oh, my goodness. St. Louis. Holy cow. A bunch of Gold Glove winners that they had. I think they had five or something. Nolan Arenado was one of them, and I'll get to him about that. But, man, St. Louis, five Gold Glove winners. That is just, in my mind, boggling. Like, just boggling. Like, holy cow, how can they be that good defensively <laughs> and yet still not hold off the Dodgers in the NL wild card? The Gold Glove winners, though, again, I get to shout out someone – I get to shout out a former Wright State alumni, though, Sean Murphy, winning his first gold glove at catcher. I live in Day- I live in near Beaver Creek. I know where Wright State is, so I'm you know, very glad for that. A former Wright State Raider gets to win a gold glove. I'm very happy for that. Um, other gold glove that, oh, I mean, others the first two, but like, geez, St. Louis, five gold gloves. Like, how does that happen? Paul Goldschmidt won a gold glove even. I mean, Paul, geez, five gold glove winners. That is just crazy to me. Moving on to other news as well. J.D. Martinez opts to stay with the Boston Red Sox, so he opts in on his contract. He doesn't opt out. He opts to stay in on his contract. The Boston Red Sox will be having him for the rest, I think, for the next three or four years. He opts to stay with the Red Sox and getting his contract. I think he gets some a couple of more opt out options as well. But uh, great, I think it's a great choice. I think it's a great thing for the Red Sox. I don't know if it's a great choice for JD. I think he could get paid more by uh, other people since the National League is probably is now going to add a DH. Still don't agree with that. I think they should just have the pitcher bat. But that's how you determine. Okay, well I'm just going to get into this now. To determine the National League between the American League, and it's been like this since the 1970s, to determine the National League between the American League, you have the National League have the pitcher, and the American League have the designated hitter. That's how they always determined it between the National and American League. 
I don't want, I don't see any of this pitcher hitting stuff. Like that's just stupid. I mean, I mean that's just that's like I mean the DH in the National League. That's just stupid. Okay, I want the pitcher to hit in the National League. That's how you determine the difference between the National League and the American League. Gives American League strategies, American League managers strategies when they go into a National League ballpark. It gives National League managers strategies when they go to American League ballpark. Determines the difference in the World Series. That's how it should work. But no, MLB just wants to add the DH because it's more homers. Well, guess what? The league leader in batting average was a 320-something. Back in the 70s and 80s, possibly even the 90s, 320s was probably your tied fifth in the batting average. Okay? The batting average is going down so much that it's not even worth it anymore. It's always the big bombs and the RBIs. And to me, that's what's not making baseball right anymore. I mean, sure, yeah, sure. Kids love seeing, you know, big homers. People love seeing big homers hit all the time. But if you're going to tell me the strikeout is killing baseball, no. It's people trying to swing for the fences every time they go up to the plate, striking out. That's what's killing baseball right there. You need to focus on your hitting. You need to focus on the batting average because we've never had home runs hit like this ever, and we've never had batting average so low ever, and we've never had strikeouts so high ever, and it's not the pitchers. Trust me, it is not the pitchers. Anyway, though, J.D. Martinez stays with the Red Sox. Going to be a good DH for them. Moving on, Giants, the San Francisco Giants, decline Johnny Cueto's uh, club option. So he had a club option of like $18 million or something like that, and they declined it, and that's very well. So Johnny Cueto has not pitched very well recently. He's been struggling with injury. It'll be interesting to see how the Giants, though, will they actually try to re-sign him? Will he be on the free agent market? I can see the Reds signing him because they love bringing back old guys who can't do anything. Thank you, Bronson Arroyo, Scott Feldman, and Alfredo Simon. And I think the Giants, though, I mean, they're losing, like, their entire rotation except Logan Webb. I think they're going to go after some guys. Maybe they get back Johnny Coyo, but I could also see Johnny Coyo going to a, a team for, like, $5 million. Like, honestly, that's what I can see happening. Other, other news as well, the St. Louis Cardinals sign left-hand pitcher T.J. McFarland to a one-year deal. Uh, T.J. McFarland used to pitch in the minors uh, for a little bit. He actually did pitch in the majors a little bit last year, so he gets to come to the Cardinals as a nice left-handed bullpen arm. I think he'll be good for the Cardinals. He doesn't look like all that good, like that top closer you're going to want to get and stuff, but um, he, looks to, he looks to be a guy that can develop pretty quickly, be a short-end relief guy maybe a middle relief guy if you need him to so yeah tj mcfarland signs a one-year deal with the cardinals also other news the dodgers sign left-hand pitcher andrew heaney to a one-year deal worth 8.5 million dollars i didn't even know he was on the free agent market so that's interesting and yeah andrew heaney going back to la but in the blue not the red so one one year deal 8.5 million dollars and that just kind of just that just really guarantees that the Dodgers are probably not going to sign, re-sign Clayton Kershaw. I mean, that's just not going to happen. Sorry, Dodgers fans, but, like, they didn't offer Clayton Kershaw a qualifying offer. They 
sort of offered a qualifying offer to Max Scherzer. Doesn't even look like they want to. But I mean, that's I mean, that's understood because look at the Dodgers' young talent that they're going to be getting. Josiah Gray. I've been high on Josiah Gray since he was drafted. Since he was drafted by the Reds, I was so happy because I knew he was going to be a great pitcher when I scouted him myself. And he is. He's the top prospect in the Dodgers organization. And and what else can you say? I mean, what else can you say about the guy? He's going to come up. He's going to do well. I mean, he's he's a great pitcher. The Dodgers got a steal from the Reds, I believe, and you're not gonna you you're not you don't want old guys in your rotation like Scherzer and Kershaw if you've got a young guy like Gray down there ready to pitch in the big leagues. I mean, this guy honestly, Josiah Gray is gonna do really well in the big leagues. Trust me. So yeah, Dodgers signed Andrew Heaney to a one-year deal with $8.5 million. Again, Heaney is going to be your back end of the rotation guy, especially if you're the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's not going to be your ace, but he's going to be in the back end. He's going to throw you strikes. He's going to get guys out, but he's not going to be that big guy that you're going to want in your rotation. He pitched recently with the New York Yankees before, uh, after he got traded from the Angels. Yeah, Andrew Heaney. I think it, it, I think it's an okay sign for the Dodgers. Maybe even the Dodgers use him as a bullpen arm. Who knows? I mean that that that's a possibility as well. Julio Chasin, if you remember him, he used to pitch for the Brewers. He was actually a pretty good pitcher for the Brewers at one time in his career. He was a pretty good pitcher for the Rockies too. Usually a perennial Cy Young candidate. He goes back to the Rockies on a one-year deal. I think that is a okay signing he doesn't have the stuff that he used to have though he doesn't have like that pitching that he used to have back when he was in Colorado when he was younger not really a perennial Cy Young candidate at all but he's back with the Rockies I think he's going to be like their five starter maybe even through the bullpen maybe an arm from the bullpen and you know the, the Rockies do need some help in their starting rotation. The only guys I think they got is like Herman Marquez. That's like the only good guy. Justin, I think, will add some veteran presence to that rotation for the young guys, for the, you know, young Rockies team. I think that will add some veteran presence to it. And, again, I don't think he's going to do well. I mean, towards this, to the end of these – towards the end of careers like Justin is – they get down and they're just not really good. I mean, they're just not really good. Again, look at what the Reds have done with Bronson Royal, Scott Feldman, and Alfredo Simon. And if you get down to the end of the careers, it's just you're not going to do well. So Shotzi's probably not going to do well. But again, back end of the rotation guy gives him veteran presence to, you know, the young guys. He's a good leader. So yeah, Julio Shotzi's back to the Rockies on a one-year deal. A trade happened for the Rays and the Brewers. We'll get that into a second. So the Rays and the Brewers trade had a trade in this past offseason. I mean, this past week. Sorry. Sorry, been a little bit mixed up recently. It's the second trade of the offseason. So the Tampa Bay Rays trade infielder Mike Brasso to the Brewers for right-handed pitcher Evan Reifert. This, I think, is a good trade. The Brewers get a utility guy and a possible backup first baseman of Mike Brasso. The Rays get another pitcher and another no-name pitcher that you might not know, but they're probably going to turn him around and to be a 
into a very good pitcher. Like, just watch it. Evan Reifert is a right-handed pitcher. He's a bullpen arm. I think they're just going to turn him around because that's what the Rays do. But I think it might work out for both teams, the Brewers and the Rays. Mike Brasso going to the Brewers is going to be a utility bat. That will be good for the Brewers. You know, a good bench bat with power. And then the Rays getting Evan Reifert, which I think is going to be a good trade because I think he's going to turn out well for the Rays because every pitcher who has no name turns out well for the Rays. So should be a good one. Let's see how it pans out in this next season. And another uh, signing happened as well, and this is a little bit of a bigger signing. The Giants signed Gabe Kapler, their manager of this year, through 2024. So he's going to be with the Giants for the next, like, three years. So you're going to get used to the Giants winning 100 games for the next three years. Trust me, it's the Giants. So it's my luck. But Gabe Kapler, though, signed through 2024, is a good option for the Giants. They need him out there. Um, and if again, if you led him, to, if they've led you, if he's led you to a 106 win season this past year, then yeah, sure, you re-sign him again. And it wasn't even his fault that they lost the NLDS. It was the umpire's fault because Wilmer Flores didn't go. I'm still gonna be mad about that, but I'm not so mad because the Braves beat the Dodgers and the Braves won the World Series. So, but Gabe Kapler, though, signed through 2024. That's a good thing for the Giants. If you're a Giants fan, that's also a good thing as well. And with saying that, let's get into the BBWAA finalist announced because Gabe Kapler is in the BBWAA finalist. So the BBWA finalists are, and we're going to get to it, get to this here. It will start with the AL MVP. We've got three guys, two Blue Jays, one Angel. If you haven't guessed already, here it is. From the Blue Jays, you've got shortstop Marcus Simeon. He has been, he has done wicked things this year. He possibly will win the MVP. Like I hope he does, because that just shows you that <laughs> he's not a wash up. Like, that 2019 year was not a fluke. 2020 was not a fluke for him. I mean, that was just a down year. I mean, it was down year for a lot of guys, too. And that 2021, coming in 2021, that he showed everybody that he was not a fluke guy. He is an actual great player, and that's exactly what he did. He hit the most home runs for a second baseman of all time in a season. The other Blue Jay is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. tied for first in home runs with Salvador Perez. He was a batting, he, I think he's the batting champion. Yeah, that yeah, I think he was the AL batting champion too. Vlad Guerrero has just been doing Vlad Guerrero things like his father. And actually, he might have been doing better than his father. He just hits the ball well. He's got a bunch of RBIs, got a bunch of homers. He also had a chance to win the MVP. But the guy that everybody's favoring. Of course they are. Shohei Otani from the Los Angeles Angels. He had like 40 home runs, 100 RBIs. He was hitting well. He could pitch. That's awesome, too, because we've never had anybody like that. But I think he's a little bit overrated, and I think that they're going to give him the MVP just because they want to make history. Like, it. Guys, I mean, I know you want to make history, but, man, really, Marcus Simeon, too. I mean, Marcus Simeon, I think he deserves it. Proven all the haters wrong. Honestly, he's the most valuable player to me. And then also, 
Where's Salvador Perez? Where is Salvador Perez, people? He led the MLB, the entire MLB, in home runs and RBIs. Where is Salvi in this MVP voting? I mean, I know he was with the Royals. I know they were a bad team. But, hey, the Angels were a bad team. <laughs> and the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays didn't even make the playoffs. Neither of those teams made the playoffs. So where is Salvador Perez? I mean, guys, I think Perez deserves this MVP. I can't believe that I'm saying this either because I just said Marcus Simeon deserves, deserves it, but Salvador Perez deserves it more. I mean, he broke the all-time catcher rec- record for home runs in a season by a catcher. He led the MLB in home runs. He led the MLB in RBIs. He was a fantastic hitter, fantastic defensive catcher. I mean, come on, people. Like, what the heck? Where is Salvador Perez? But anyway, let's get to the National League MVP. Uh, If I'm going AL MVP from the finalists, I'm just going to have to go with Marcus Simeon. I think he's going, I think he's got a good chance. But again, I would not be surprised if Shohei Otani wins it. So moving on to the NL MVP, we've got three candidates here. It is Bryce Harper, Juan Soto. I'm trying to remember the last guy, and I, I'm i going to get totally blanked on this, and I'm sorry for all who are listening to this podcast. It's not a good thing, but they're going to go Bryce Harper. I mean, we already know that. It's, Bryce, it's probably going to be Bryce Harper because it's just, yeah, it's, it's Bryce Harper. I, I think Bryce Harper is still overrated. I don't think he's that good. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think he's that good, but yet they're still probably going to go for him because it's Bryce Harper and, you know, it's Bryce Harper and all that stuff. And, you know, 2015 MVP, they're going to give him back here. I mean, this is just, I think it's just ridiculous, but like it's Bryce. I mean, he had a good season. I'll say that. He had a good season. Did he have a better season than normal than, than others? I don't think so. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Fernando Tatis Jr. How can I forget about Fernando Tatis Jr.? He's also a MVP candidate. I would love Juan Soto to win here because he. I picked him in the NL MVP uh, predictions for me. I love him to win it, but it's probably going to be Bryce Harper because they're just going to go Bryce Harper because, you know, it's Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper. It's starting to sound like Mike Trout. I mean, Bryce Harper is not better than Mike Trout, okay? Just uh, uh, can we get someone new and young just like Soto or Tatis? I mean, honestly, and I'd love it to be Soto because the guy is wicked, but it's probably not going to be. So... That is the NL MVP, and for my pick, I'm going with my prediction again, Juan Soto. I think it's, I think that's going to be the guy, and so that will be the NL MVP. And so we move on to the Cy Young, the next best award that you're going to have to listen to. The American League, we've got three candidates here. We've got Garrett Cole from the New York Yankees. Lance Lynn, my guy, the guy picked in the AL Cy Young from the Chicago White Sox, and left-handed pitcher. Robbie Ray, and you might ex- have a different perspective here. You might have a new Cy Young winner that you've never heard of before, and that is going to be Robbie Ray. I think it's going to be Robbie Ray. I'm, I'm going against Lance Lynn here. Probably not a good thing because, you know, I picked him in my AL, for the my AL Cy Young. 
Robbie, <coughs> excuse me, Robbie Ray is going to win the Cy Young. I mean, it's probably already guaranteed that Garrett Cole was hurt for a little bit of the season. Lance Flynn was hurt for a little bit of the season. Robbie Ray has led the American League and Major Leagues in strikeouts. It's just so obvious it's going to be Robbie Ray. Other guys, I think Cole and Lynn have a chance, but right now it's just, I think it's going to be Robbie Ray. It really just, it, a lot of people are saying Robbie Ray, and I think I'm going to agree with them because he, yeah, he led in two of three triple, tri- triple, triple, oh my gosh, triple crown stats. He won the ERA title for the AL at 2.84 and led the major leagues in 248 strikeouts. So I don't know how you can't do Robbie Ray here. So, yeah, Robbie Ray. National League Cy Young. Oh, my gosh. Why is Walker Bueller not on here? Corbin Burns. Okay, good pitcher. He did a little bit, you know, pretty good. Max Scherzer. Old, but, you know, still a good pitcher. Zach Wheeler. Come on. Zach Wheeler. You can't tell me that Walker Bueller deserves to be on there. He's a pick from my NL Cy Young, but no, 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 no. They're just not going to go with him, and it's probably going to be Max Scherzer. I, it's going to be Max Scherzer. We all know that he's going to win another Cy Young. I don't think any of the two stand a chance against him. So, yeah, 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 moving on to the American League Rookie of the Year. American League Rookie of the Year finalists are two Rays and one Astro. We've got Randy Rosarena, probably going to win it because, you know, he's overrated since that ALCS, but that's another discussion for later. Wander Franco, Franco, I'm sorry. I keep, you know, mispronouncing that. Wander Franco, uh, don't even get how he actually makes it as a finalist. He only played in 70 games. Like, I don't get that at all. I think it should be Adolis Garcia. It's not, though. And Luis Garcia from the Houston Astros. He was a pitcher. Fantastic to have a pitcher on there who, you know, is a rookie of the year finalist. You love to see it. But don't think he's going to win. It's going to be Randy Rosarena. And, I mean, Randy, he had a good year. He had had a good year. Uh, I mean, for rookie of the year status, I think it's always Garcia. He should be on there, but he's not. And it's Randy Rosarena, so... That's probably going to be my my pick as well. If I'm being wise, I'm going with the best one. For the NL Rookie of the Year, we've got three candidates here. We've got Dylan Carlson, the outfitter from the Cardinals. Jonathan India, my guy, from the second baseman from the Cincinnati Reds. That will be awesome if he wins. He's actually the favorite to win it. And then left-handed pitcher from the Miami Marlins, Trevor Rogers. Also on there, he has pitched a really good year as well. I think, and I think a lot of people are saying this too. Jonathan India is probably going to win the NL Rookie of the Year. I can't wait because Jonathan has been a great, just a great guy out there on the field for the Reds. He is a great hitter. He's a great fielder. I and a lot of people are saying he's going to win it. He's probably going to win. NL Rookie of the Year, that'd be awesome. The first Rookie of the Year for the Reds since before I was born. Scott Williamson was the last one. Chris Sable was the last fielder to win the Rookie of the Year. First position player, I mean, you know, last position player to win Rookie of the Year for the Reds is Chris Sable. That'd be awesome. And I'm going Jonathan India for my pick here. 
And last but not least, the manager of the years from the American League. We've got three candidates. My guy, Dusty Baker, who I picked in my predictions, so he's going to be on there. Fantastic for that. Kevin Cash from the Tampa Bay Rays, he's seeking a, his second straight manager of the year. And then Scott Cervais from the Seattle Mariners seeking his first, and the Mariners have had a surprise season this year. Scott Cervais does deserve it himself, and I could see Scott winning it. I could see him winning it, taking it home. But, you know, I ha I can't not go with Dusty Baker. He has proved everybody wrong. He has proved everybody wrong. Houston has proved everybody wrong. Showed people that, you know, hey, we're not cheating. We were cheaters, and we're not cheating anymore, and we're still good, and we can do this. And they did, and Dusty Baker led them to it. I think he's going to win manager of the year for the AL but again, I would not be surprised if Scott Cervais wins it for the Seattle Mariners. The guy was amazing this year. For the National League, we've got three guys. We've got Craig Council from the Milwaukee Brewers, Gabe Kapler from the San Francisco Giants, and Mike Schultz from the St. Louis Cardinals. For here, I think Craig Council had a great year. Craig Council turned everybody's heads, guiding the Milwaukee Brewers to an NL Central Division crown. My pick to win the Division Two, as well, the Central Division was the Brewers, and I knew he had the talent to do that. Council did. And Gabe Kapler, though, I think he's going to win it. Yeah, how can you not? Gabe Kapler turned everybody's heads here. He expect. I mean, he expectations were low for the Giants. They're supposed to have a losing record and be third in the division in the NL West division. No, <coughs> he led them to an 107 wins this season. That to me is fantastic. Turns everybody's heads, even including Las Vegas. You are better at all. And Abe Kapler going to win a manager of the year. So great job for them. Another prediction I got right, I just found out as well. The reliever of the years were the relievers of the year were announced. Uh, it was Liam Hendricks for the AL. I got that wrong. It was I picked James Karinchak. but for the NL, I got that right. I picked Josh Hader to win the NL reliever of the year. He won NL reliever of the year. Good for him. And so that's another prediction that is right on my podcast. So, and a big shout out to all my fifth two weeks of baseball fans. You have been amazing this past week. I actually did something amazing. I didn't think I was going to do. I went from two hundred. I went from three hundred plays from on the brink of three hundred plays all the way to five hundred and twelve plays. Thank you all. I've got seventy-eight unique listeners now. I've got eighteen uh, full-time listeners. Thank you all. For listening and just subscribing to this podcast, getting your weekly updates on MLB Baseball. I guess that Atlanta Braves prediction was right. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. And please, if you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button on the podcast so that you get your weekly MLB updates for baseball. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you next week.